I'll go tally the votes. I need you to bring me your torch. This is where we learn who is the ultimate survivor. I'll read the votes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Got Something For Ya. Look, our father, Mr. Matthew Fink, is out today. So the kids are playing. I'm joined by Ali. Ali, how you doing? I'm doing good, and I'm happy the kids are here. We're all good. we're just going to make a mess, but it's fine. No, I'm joking. We're not, but I'm excited. I am too. And look, um, we have a really good one today. Yeah. We have a new era landmark that we hit today, or on the last episode, and that is the split tribal council, Ali. What do you think? This staple has been going on for some years now. Do we like it? Do we hate it? What's the thought? Well, this is the thing. I'm I'm kind of always excited for a, a like I call it a demerge because in my, in my mind they're going back from one to obviously two tribes. So, but I'm always excited for it. I think it's great. I'm I'm kind of interested on this new twist because they've never done it this early and they've never done it for this particular reason. So that's kind of like what I'm excited to kind of divulge on. Um, but no, overall, I, I love it because it really makes every it, it puts the good survivor players against the greats in my mind when it comes to this. Because you really, you go back to the start where everyone is on the table, no matter what, except for the ones that win immunity. But I'm excited. What about you? I Okay, so first of all, I love it being called the demerge. I actually don't think that I've ever heard that before, and I don't really care if anyone else has already coined this. I'm going to call that an Ali classic. I love that, the demerge. So I actually really like these sort of first two steps of this sort of mergatory merge zone being mm. a little bit of like randomness to it. We start off with, hey, you're going to pull rocks, you're on two different tribes, and you're competing for half of you to be safe and half of you to be vulnerable. And then in the second step, it's like, okay, there's still some randomness here. We're going to split you all up and, hey, you know, uh, you're on two different tribes now. You're back to 6-6 six, six, and fight for your lives. Two people going yeah. home. I, I feel like it keeps it interesting. It keeps them on their toes and, like, no one feels safe. And that seems to be Jeff's sort of prerogative these days is he does mm. not want anyone to feel too safe. When you go to the merge and you're in good standing, guess what, buddy? It can all crumble right in front of your eyes. And I kind of love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the, like, I definitely feel like with this season, Jeff and, like, Survivor have really gone with this cast. You are going to earn your way into the jury. Yes. Not just the merge, but the jury. So, yes. yeah, it's it's an exciting one. And that, that, that's another thing. First yes, of all, Chris, yeah, we, uh, we, we agree, man. Ollie has definitely coined that phrase, that term. Trademark. Trademark. I like I like that. I Trademark. Mean, he has all these cool things coming out. See, look, Matthew, we're having too much fun without you. Um, so uh let's get into this. But I, I was just gonna say I also really like the fact that they have you fighting for even being on the jury. Like that's that's wild. Nothing mm. is guaranteed anymore. It's not like, oh, okay, I made it to the final 12, like I'm automatically yeah. on the jury. No, sir, you are gonna have to fight for this. I'm sorry, Sifu, you didn't make it. Anywho. Uh, we will get there. We will get there. So 
We start off coming back from the last tribal. Caleb made an amazing play. And I feel like in classic Caleb form, he's all high spirits. Despite yeah. having 12-0 against him, he comes back and goes, hey, guys, that was good. But let me be the one to say it. We're finally at the merge. What do you think about that? Caleb's still high spirits after being 12-0'd. I mean, I feel like that is just a – that's just him. I feel like we've, we've figured out now Caleb is a very positive person. And even though he knows that it was all game, there was no, like, malice in it. Well, maybe one person. But there was no malice for the most part. And, you know, I think he also knows strategically he has to be able to – you know, bounce back from it. If he goes, if he goes into that situation and is grumpy and is defensive and is volatile, everyone's just gonna go bye. But if he can go back and be like, honestly, guys, it's all good. Let's just stay positive. Let's move on. Think about this positive. Then he knows that that will put him in more good graces. So it was the smartest move for him. And I feel like he knows that. He's very aware. We've seen it all season that he is very socially intuitive. So he, he just knew. Let's be I, I, I absolutely got to agree with you. I mean, this was the way to sort of like come back from a really rough tribal. To be like, hey, no hard feelings, y'all. Like, come along. I'm here, for, I'm here with you. Whatever. I'm, I'm with you. Don't worry about it. Um, but then we get Bruce doing... Bruce. And Lord Jesus, Bruce has not stopped bruising. First of all, thank you, Randy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Um, Ali's waiting for his compliment, Randy. You, you have to throw something to Ali now. Oh, <laughs> sorry, just side note. Can we, we have kind of color coordinated today. We've got the cream, we've got the white, kind of. We're there. I like that. But Bruce does not stop being Bruce, man. He hops back and he goes right into a group with a bunch of Rebas and goes, you know, Katora, you, you really weren't too high on voting for, for uh, Caleb, but I'm happy that you joined the, the, the troop here. What is wrong with you, Bruce? I love you, brother. I love you. I love you. I love you. But Bruce, you can't do that, man. You cannot do that. What do you think about that, Ali? I know for a fact, if I was on that season, if I was on the island and I had to deal with Bruce, do you know what? I probably, I like, I would be I would struggle to hold my tongue because I know if I was in that situation and props to Katora for holding her will because probably if I was Katora in that situation I would stand there and I'd look and I'd just be like okay you're wanting to be shady I'm just going to be shady back in front of these people and then just go well what was the point in bringing that up to everyone and it was just him being like it was him in the moment being shady and obviously like he was it was when he was talking to everyone else he was like oh, I don't know, this and that, this and that. And then he's in his confessional. He's like, yeah, I wanted to throw Katora under the bus. I was like, so, hmm. But the fact that he can't even tell he's even to the rest of his, like, allies being like, oh, no, I just it was just a genuine question. I was just, I wasn't thinking, like, Bruce, you are the, you are the oldest man that you know what you're talking about. Um, but I feel like the issue is he is such a transparent player like as much like as much as he does have a lovely personality he is very transparent and you can tell and it's like yeah not a good not a good player he's not a good player in the sense that everyone can read him and everyone can sense how he's feeling and how he feels about each person 
So it makes his moves very predictable. And I yeah. feel like that's the issue that we're having with Bruce right now. Sorry yeah. about it. Love you. I mean, no, no better way to say it, Chris. Lovely guy. I think outside, it's, it's, I feel like it's like the George Bush approach. It's like, okay, you want to have a beer with the guy? Maybe he wasn't the best president, but a beer with him would be nice. You know, I'll have a beer with, I'll have a beer, a beer with Bruce any day of the week. However, would I want to be his ally on Survivor? I think, yeah. that I, I, and I think evidence enough at this point, man, I would be nervous every step of the way. I'd be like, what's, what's he going to do next? And to your point, Ali, this has bled into the other people on his tribe. We also now have Kelly sharing her frustration with, hey, Katora, I'm with you. That's what's wild that he did that. You know, they're, they're checking Bruce. Bruce, don't ask questions in front of other people, yep. man. Don't ask questions in front of Reba. But like, the Reba's not with us, dude. Bello and Reba, we are two separate folks. Mm. Like, Drew walked us through that episodes ago. You know, yep. <laughs> Bruce is still catching up. What do you got? I feel like with Bruce, it's, it's not that I, and I say this without any shade. He is a very one-dimensional player in the sense that it's very much his way. He has an opinion, and if you disagree with it, it's like no matter what, you can disagree with him. You can give him you can give him all the valid points as to why it is not a good thing. He still stands by it, which true to form, we give him that credit. But also, you have to be one of the big things in Survivor, and I've always said this: the best players are the adaptable players. They are the ones that can able to adapt, even if that is, okay, I've done this wrong. What can I do to adapt and change it to counteract that? And I can't see Bruce doing that. And it's like, that's the frustrating thing as a fan and a person that really looks at the gameplay aspect. That's why I like, if I get frustra frustrated with Bruce, that's why, because I'm looking at him and I'm like, adapt. Be more dimensional, please. <laughs> and check this out, Ali. I think you're so right. And I think as evidence of such, to be honest, man, Emily actually started off on a far worse foot than Bruce. And look where she's at now. She's in great graces with everybody. People respect yep. her. People trust her. She is, I think, she, she's completely wiped away the, the albatross that was on her previously. And I think that this was wiped away with the help of her adapting. Sure, maybe she needed to get in her ear and say, hey, look, people are not vibing with this. Switch it up a little bit. But hey, she did it. That's all that matters. Yep. Bruce, yep. in a way, honestly, has that same sort of helping hand. She, he has Kelly trying to help yeah. him out, saying, hey, Bruce, don't do this. He has Katora being like, please, don't ask me questions in front of the Reaper tribe, please. And he's not, I hope, look, I mean, there's still a lot of game left. But so yeah. far, he has not shown that he can sort of move, shake, and adapt. And Bruce is being Bruce. And for what it's worth, uh, to uh, Randy Bruce's point, I think that's why they brought him back. Bruce, Bruce's yeah. isms are great TV, but it's it's sloppy gameplay. I, mean, I think I think they saw that Bruce was a good character, mm -hmm. and we always need that. We need good players. But we also do need good characters. And I think, unfortunately, right now, Bruce is showing he is more of a character than a player. He's more team TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, a couple other things that we get in this first segment here. Uh, we get the sort of behind the scenes of Emily, where we see that she is all, she's beginning to be more focused on her relationships with Austin and Drew 
Yes. In following through with her relationship with Caleb. And in a way, obviously, to sort of, you know, we have the four, the, 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 we have the knowledge of the whole episode. They were ultimately on different split tribes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was interesting to me. I was sort of surprised by this at first, but on a second watch, I think that she's sort of tunnel, she's at this point, she's tunnel visioning. She's finding her way, her winning game. Yeah. And Caleb helped for the start. He was great to get her to where she's at now. But I think that she's focused on the winning game now. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, to be fair, I think she's doing a good job now uh, really taking a step back and observing the the room and seeing kind of where Caleb is going. And I think she has clocked that Caleb has got such a big target that she knows that she is going to have to kind of different, differentiate herself because if she sticks and she wants to be loyal, she wants to prove loyalty, but also she knows that that could potentially become a sinking ship. So she kind of wants to make sure she has her her backups, which is with um, Drew and Austin. But I do think she is kind of a bit too, like she is, she's getting just, she's putting the blinders just a little bit on and I kind of need her just to keep those blinders out a bit just so she can be more aware. Because Drew and Austin, even though yes, they're a power two, and then you have the other two from the Reba four, is that gonna help her? I don't know yet. So I'm hoping it does. And and we will not find that out this episode or wait till the future. Let's move forward here. Um, Caleb knows exactly where he stands first, and it worries him. Mm. He talks with Jake. He says, Jake, I feel like me and Bruce are not vibing. What do you suggest? And Jake suggests a one on one. Ollie, what did you think about Caleb and Bruce's one on one? (laughs) <laughs> um, I just want to first say Caleb was smart to ask Jake because I think out of every, I think we've seen the per- the closest ally Bruce could have is Jake because I feel like Jake is the only person that is willing to actually try and keep Bruce whereas everyone else would be like yep yeah, okay that's fine Bruce to me right now is very much a trophy boot and I say that as in he is the, he is someone that is kind of this person that everyone can say, and that's, yep, that's the move, easy. And it's this big kind of shiny move that's over here in the corner that everyone looks at and goes, okay, this is a move we can all do. It's just when do they all agree to do it? Um, Sorry, that was a tangent, but the Caleb and Bruce one. Oh. Do you know what it was? It was when, because I'm not going to lie, he was, when Bruce was given all those, schematics and mantras obviously British went right over my head he was talking about American football I was like eh. but it was when I think it was in the confessional he talked about Caleb needed humbling he had just had 11 votes cast against him and he came out with a lot of maturity Bruce I'm sorry to tell you this Caleb needed and I'm sure he knows this Caleb needed no humbling in that moment. Caleb wanted to try and work with you and try and mend this bridge. Unfortunately, it came across through the editing that Bruce was just trying to basically give him a lecture and a lesson when it didn't need to be done. I See, I don't even know the quarterback, sorry. (laughs) That's all all I heard too, Chris. The quarterback, the quarterback, he talked about quote-unquote giving him a check. He goes, I'm checking 
Caleb, I'm going to check in here. And Caleb's just sitting there going, he's talking to me like one of his kids. Yeah. And I will say, to Bruce's credit, even Bruce realizes this. He goes, I'm talking to him like one of my kids. I mean, I, I'm being the dad right now. And it's like, yeah. you got to realize that a little bit earlier and like, stop yourself, man. You, 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 you got to realize that you, like, when you're going too far, because I don't think that was the best look. I really no. don't think that was the best look. And I think in Survivor, you never want to check anyone like you're their parent. And that just goes for everyone. I'm not talking about anyone that is a parent that goes on Survivor. This is anyone. If you were to check someone, check them as your friend. Because then they will, they'll feel like it's their friend kind of giving them like the not like the reminder that they need. Whereas, because let's be fair, in society, if a friend checks you, you know that they've got their your best interests. But if your parents try and check you, you have that little thing of, oh, why am I doing that? Like, why are you just on my back? And that I think that's where that's where it could have been a lot easier. If Bruce did it from a friendship standpoint, it would have been fine. But you could tell he was doing it in dad mode. And I think that's where it was an issue with him. But yeah, it was it was very funny to see. <laughs> now, this is where we get the Kelly trying to help Bruce scene. Kelly tries to help, fails miserably, to no fault of her own. Bruce is gonna. Bruce, yeah. what do you think about that scene? And give me one second. I'm gonna be troubleshooting something real quick. But no, wait. you're fine. Um, but I feel like that scene, it really kind of just showed Bruce, as as I kind of referenced last time, as him being a one-dimensional player. Because again, when we see when we saw Bruce and Kelly. It was very much Caleb and Emily at the start. Kelly was kind of just trying to, all she was trying to do was give um, Bruce the info. And Bruce was just like, it was like the wall. Bruce was like, uh-huh, okay. And I feel like, and that's where you see how good of a game player Kelly is. Because Kelly has kind of, now has, has, knows, is very aware. She's like, I'm not going to get through to this guy. So, it's not even the fact that he she's she's realized he's someone that she can't manipulate. It's the fact that he is not going to, from the editing standpoint, he's not going to listen to anyone. And if you're not willing to listen, you're not willing to progress and even have good jury management. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting here is, you know, we get not from... We don't just get Kelly talking to Bruce. We get Kelly's confessional yes. where she goes, I'm giving him genuine help and advice here. She's not going there going, oh, I'm trying to, exactly. He's, I'm not, I'm trying to manipulate him. I'm trying to, whatever. Yeah. she's genuinely just trying to help this man be a better player. And I don't think that Bruce really took to it too well. Um, no. Last, um, Jake and Kelly they desperately want to keep OG Bello together. And they have a conversation by the water well. And they say, look, as difficult as Bruce is, you know, I know Kendra and Bruce don't really get along. we got to make this work. What, what were your thoughts on that? This is the thing. I feel like they are, but like Kelly and Jake are very good players. I feel like a lot of Bello are very good players. It's just the fact they want to keep Bello strong, but because this has always been my thing with kind of both tribes. They are trying to do tribe v tribe. And I'm like, it's very old school. Like, obviously, like, what they want to put on one of the others, which is, okay. 
But if you know that there is someone on your side that is not going to help that, why try and keep tribe through tribe? See what cracks you can see from the other tribes. See what Reba is doing because I actually, as much as we think that Reba 4 are such a strong four, they're not. It's two duos. You've got Drew and Austin here. You've got Julie and Dee here. As soon as you put, try and put a wedge between them, they will break. And I feel like that's what they need to realise. Cut Bruce, find another avenue to then maybe have a couple of other people join you and make it look as though, like, it's not Bello. Because they could easily maybe keep, say, Katora or Kendra, say it's them free, and then add three more people. They could add Bruce, um, Drew, Austin, and Emily. Just say, hey, it's this six but then keep that extra person there and then go from there. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I think that they are two very good players. I just think they are trying too much to stay so strong and just almost deal with Bruce when they're going to get sick of him. And then if Bruce finds out, if we, we saw what happened when Bruce found that out about how Caleb was feeling and how Katura was feeling. As soon as Bruce knows that, you haven't got an ally in Bruce. And then you've been trying so hard to keep him and him to screw you over. I mean, it won't make him win, but it would just screw everyone else over. That is a fair point. I I, I really like that call out, actually. <laughs> now, moving on, we get to the challenge. They get there. They see a bunch of pulls. This is a Survivor Classic. And Jeff says, you're going to be drawing rocks because this – is going to be a split to two tribes. Two people are going home. The tribe breakdown is Jake, Austin, Caleb, D, Julie, Katora. On the other side, we have Bruce, Sifu, Kendra, Kelly, Drew, Emily. Did you have any initial thoughts on the tribes? I I can't remember now which, which side it was. There was one side I was very interested in because it was so split. Um, but I think they were both very even tribes. Like, I agree. For, apart from, like, when we saw the mergatory two tribes, where it was quite off balance, kind of in a stri brute strength sort of way, this was very balanced, and I appreciated it. Um, and I just have to say, I love this challenge. This is my, well, this is one of my top three challenges. This is one of the three challenges I would love to do on Survivor. This one and two others, but uh, yeah, I was excited. Also, can we just talk about the necklace? Oh my gosh. Oh, so, so beautiful. I thought it was so pretty. It was beautiful. And you're right. Thank you for calling that out, Ali, because you're right. We got our first look at the individual immunity um, necklace. And it was gorgeous. I thought the same thing with the peacock feathers. The first, yes. it was gorgeous. And they pulled out the second one. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. So I will buy that. I'd, however much they need me to pay, I will buy that. <laughs> Put it on the store, on the CVS store. Let's do it. Paramount all access. But um, look, Dee and Kelly pull it out. Were you surprised? How'd you feel about that? Were you happy? I mean, as soon as we saw that, like any survive, like any Survivor fan knows this challenge. <laughs> Just for safety, the trampoline. Um, I mean, let's be fair. We saw, we finally saw because we know Matthew loves to talk about through lines. We saw a through line. These big toes. They helped her out. There's a um, reason it was mentioned. There's a reason. There's a reason. 
Um, but yeah, no, I was really happy to see kind of these two because I feel like people like not viewers, but I feel like some people in the game have sort of underestimated them. Like people haven't really been putting them in contention physically. So to see them two win, I was like, well done. Like I thought they both deserved it. Um, but I think you can tell in this new era of Survivor just how much that is a struggle now because we've seen this challenge go before and it's gone on for so much longer. Like they've lasted hours. I think this only lasted like 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. I will say this. The poles are thicker than they than they used to be. Yes. And the footholds are smaller. Yes. That that I, I did see that call out somewhere 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 on the internet. Um, but uh, what I think is really interesting about this is that one of these tribes, I mean, look, they're both going to tribal. However, one of them, someone getting the person getting voted off is not going to make jury, whereas the other one, they will. That is a huge deal. And I think that we saw that a little bit. I know we never used to, you know, we never really focused too heavy on the challenges here. However, I think it was interesting that, like, there was that added pressure for yeah. Kelly to stick it out despite the fact that she had already won individual immunity for herself because she now has this burden of, hey, you are literally going to be keeping someone from jury if you lose to do the other tribe. Yeah. Did you, did you feel that extra pressure from from the from the TV screen there? Yeah. And as much, like I'm not going to lie, I I have very mixed feelings about it because I know that if I was in that situation, I really would hate it. But I also think from a production standpoint, I think they have finally nailed why you would do like reasons why to keep going. Because for a long the longest time, it was always just a reward. And as much as we know that on Survivor that is so key, that it's like, okay, I just really it's you'd have your own self-indulgence of I really want to win that for myself for food. Whereas this time you had the added thing of you won't make jury. So you're now sat on there and you have the mental worry of if I lose this, even though there is someone I want to vote out, I'm actually not allowing them to be on jury. Like I would be taking the jury away from them. Even though they've made merge, there is that jury aspect. And that is going to play with their minds. And I think you saw that in both Dee and Kelly. You could tell how much they were fighting just for each other. Um, so like for, sorry, not for each other, for their respective sides. And I think that's what I really appreciated. And I think that's where I really did root for both of them because they were showing so much grit for other people. And that's like, you rarely see that. Like you'd never see that on Survivor, like doing it for someone else. But that's what I am liking in this new era that you do see those moments of, no, we're doing this with, even though it's the game and there is game reasons behind it, there is still such a genuine thing for everyone being like, we all want all of us to have that chance. And plus I was shocked because I was sat there thinking, oh my God, they're going to merge at 12. They're going to have a jury of 12. Love it. Nope, they were still back to 11. <laughs> Crazy, dude. Crazy. Now look, Dean Kelly zoomed their way to the final 10 just from this win with two people coming out at the end of this episode. However, uh, we get to the post-challenge drama. They are sitting and eating. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about uh, the Caleb, uh, Julie, Katora, D, Austin, Jake tribe. 
Um, they're sitting there eating their delicious food, mm -hmm. but uh, in the back of their minds, they know there is still game to be happening here. And mm -hmm. Julie is very open, in, in her confessional at least, about the fact that she wants Caleb out. And we get a little bit from Jake. Jake does not want Caleb out. Jake is connecting with Caleb. I like that there was a push and pull here. Mm. I would not have liked if it was just like, okay, we're all just going to throw boats on Caleb again. We all agree. I yeah. like that we sort of got two different perspectives here where Julie, mm. obviously in her self-interest, she's going, look, I don't want Caleb here. He's a young man. He's sporty. He's social. I don't want I, – I don't need him around, you know? Yeah. But then we have Jake, and obviously we'll get to it. This happens a little bit later. But Jake is going – Jake clearly wants to work with people that want to work with him. Yeah. And that want to give him a say. That do not just treat him like a number. And um, he's definitely clocking the Reba as really just seeing him as a number. Uh, what did you sort of think about this push-pull of uh, Julie versus uh, Jake here? Not to mention, Jake did not just not want Caleb out. He wanted Julie out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked the push and pull um, because you get to see every, like you get to see multiple people's perspective. And that's what we all love to see in Survivor. We don't just love to see like this is no shade to season 44. We don't want to just always see what the Tika free think. We want to see what everyone else thinks. Um, so I really liked it. And again, it was Jake didn't just want Julie out for no reason. He saw the kind of power that Dee was getting and wanted to kind of get ahead of that while he could. Um, there was one thing that Jake said, and he was like, this is where the game starts. And I was in my head, I, my the shady part of me was like, no, Jake, the game started 14 days ago. But if that's when, if this is when you want to start being strategic, by all means, that's fine. Um, but I enjoyed it because you got to see both sides and you understood it like, as much as I was like, Julie, come on now, I understood it because Caleb is a big physical threat. He's a big social threat. And he basically called, he has called out Dee and Julie previously. So she has no reason to keep him. Um, I do just have one gripe though that I just want to hurt, rant about. I'm I'm over the sanctuary. Let it out. I'm over the sanctuary. I like, hear you. I where is this? Where's the shaman reward? Where are the Pringles reward? Like, out, I don't know if they still do Outback Steakhouse. Like, where are those rewards? That's what I want to see. Jeff, Survivor US. I'm. I need to see something more than the sanctuary. This may also because I'm. I'm currently rewatching seasons, so I have just seen some and um, some amazing rewards from Cook Islands. I want to see those. Like, yeah. And, and let me tell you, I think just the variety keeps it exciting. Like, it keeps yeah. the rewards on top of immunity exciting versus being like, oh, well, you're going back to the sanctuary. It's the sanctuary. Good you the sanctuary. It's like, come on. It does get a little played out to a certain extent. Um, now, uh, I think it's funny because you did, you said that Caleb called out D and Julie. And it's interesting because I think Jake agrees with him here because. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, he says he wants Julie out, but he also mentions that he thinks D is the biggest threat. Yeah. Which he, I... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I I, I, want to get your opinion on this as well, but I completely agree. Like, I, I get it, because D is doing very well, and she is able to... Um, <laughs> thank Hilarious. you. 
Uh, I feel like she is very much because she's able to hide behind Drew and Austin because they're the big, one of them's the big physical threat. One of them's the big kind of strategic mastermind because that's how he, he comes across. Whereas Dee can kind of sit behind, use them as shields and go ahead. But I think Jake is very socially aware to clock that. Um, but I want to hear your opinion on it because I feel like you'll have more insight there. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree with Jake, if I'm being honest. I do think that D is like a really big threat and I'll get to a little bit later, but she gets very uh, power clouded, I will say. I think that power clouds her vision. And mm. um, that's scary in an alliance member. That is scary in a competitor. Someone who goes, the second I have any power, I'm going to take huge swings because I know the influence that I have while I'm in power. And, you know, with all due respect to the woman, I mean, she is a boss woman, but I tell you what, like, Jake is clocking it. And it mm. does make sense. I can tell he's going, oh, yes, she is the biggest threat. She is in charge of this tribe, and I want to try my best to sort of weaken her when I, where I can. I think his way of doing that while she has immunity is... Let me go after her number one. Yep. So uh, that was really interesting to sort of hear Jake flesh that out in confessional. Jake is getting a lot more than he was in the beginning. And I'm actually really excited to see where this goes. I'm going to be calling this a little bit too early. I think Jake is one of my newest to watch possible winners of this season. Yes. I'm calling it right here. I think that this episode like really confirmed me. I think that he is getting a lot of like of depth. Mm. A lot of depth, a lot of complexity. He is getting the confessional where he says, hey, I want to win this game. So I'm not just sort of being dragged to wherever I need to be, wherever people want me to be dragged. I am going to shift and in, in, in switch and make sure that this game goes the way that I need it to go for myself. And mm. it's really awesome, to be honest. No, I think that's good. Could we potentially see an underdog story? Because you're saying that I could, if, if that was to happen... Right now, obviously, with the events that have happened this episode, it's more of an underdog. We could see him right now being at the bottom and then Cohen's finding his way to the end, which would be interesting to see because I was very unsure of Jake at the start and now I'm kind of warming to him. I'm seeing... I, I, I get you. I see yeah. you. Just got to wait and see a bit more, though. Now, on the other side here, Drew gets to quick work throwing out Sifu's name to Bruce. Now... We also hear Drew throw out Bruce's name to some other folks. Drew is nervous because he forgot his bag at the OG, at the home tribe. And he does not have his safety without power. And he feels very vulnerable. And he is making very quick work of throwing out anyone else's name. And who are the top two people to throw out? The two people that are definitively at the bottom of the Master Tribe here. Um, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, it was smart to go for those two. Um, but yeah, that confessional, I actually found really funny. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, this this seems really strategic. Like, this is good. Oh, it's because he's scared because he doesn't have any of his power. Right. Okay. Like, that was like, I, I kind of love the arc of that confessional. But I mean, right now it's the easiest ones to do. And especially Bruce, with what we've said so far, he is, we've seen that, you know, he really is rubbing people the wrong way. And... I think especially because this is the tribe that someone, like one of them won't make jury. So I think it's one of those, this is where people are being like, do you want this person on the jury? Is this person going to be detrimental now in the jury phase of the game? 
Um, so I think those were the two best options at that point because if I was on that tribe, obviously we see we find that Sifu has been a bit of a wild card to people. Um, and Bruce is very headstrong, so he could easily screw any of them over. So it, it made sense. It made sense. Now, this is, once again, this is a really interesting place, and I think it really does flex Kelly's, honestly, like, uh, the fact that she's so good at this game. It's just, she's mm. she's her competency. Because people are throwing out Bruce's name. We know that Kelly has been frustrated with Bruce, but she is smart enough and has the wherewithal to be like, okay, Bruce is annoying. Bruce is unreliable. Bruce is not the best person to be aligned with. However, voting Bruce out right now is bad for my game. Continuously yeah. tells me that he is that that I'm his number one. I know that he has an idol. I I know Bruce's game. So it's the devil you know versus the devil that you don't know. Mm. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think I want to add to it being I think Kelly was smart enough to know that there's no point in sending him home in the in this kind of double because she has no idea what the other tribe are doing. And she could end up, I think she knew in her head, it could end up really putting her at a disadvantage because say she gets rid of Bruce, she doesn't know who goes on that other side. If she sees kind of um, Katora or Jake or Caleb go, she knows that, you know, she's at a massive disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Whereas at least still having Bruce, she still has that comfort of, I can still try and get him to vote how I want. So I think it was very smart of her to campaign to keep Bruce. And also just how she was able to do it so calmly. I think that shows the mark of a really good player because whilst we saw other people, Kendra, really scrambling and really like being paranoid. I, I'm saying this out of absolute love. I love Kendra. I'm always here for Kendra and her multitude of faces. It's chef's kiss TV. But Kelly is able to be so composed and yeah. even even when she's scrambling she seems so calm and mm -hmm. to me that is the mark of a really good player because if you are able to keep your calm that under pressure oh i mean look scary. it's scary and it's literally exactly what you said right it's being able to set aside your emotions and you going hey look yes you like from an emotional level this guy is pissing me off However, from a strategic level, I need this man. He needs yeah. to be in this game because it helps me, and it does not help any. And it does not help many other people. That's the big thing. It it's not just oh, it helps me. It's this almost exclusively helps me because everyone else does not get along with Bruce, and Bruce knows it. At least with me, sure, we have our differences, but as far as Bruce knows, we are like this. We are super yeah. alive. You're number one. We are number ones. Whatever. Kelly's playing a fantastic game, and I and I love to see it. Things are only made more difficult. First of all, Chris, I, I really like this call out. Um, yes, I think that he would be a, very, a really chill juror, but you're right. People don't really – I don't think people have any clue how he votes or how he would vote. Yeah. That was sort of to my previous point. I think Kelly goes with the devil that she knows versus the devil that she does not know. You know, at least with Bruce, as frustrating as he's been for her, he knows where – He's going to move. He's going to shake. He knows how mm -hmm. she, or rather she knows how he plays. With Sifu, I think that almost no one really knows how he plays. I think that he is, you know, a little bit of a wild card. 
out there. Um, and I, I just want to add to that. I also think she knows that if both of them were on the jury, she could probably, she feels like, I feel like she feels that she could really easily get Bruce's vote because 100%. of all that she's done. Whereas she isn't sure about Sifu. Because Sifu, Sifu, no one really knows where he'd vote. That's a really good call out, Ali. I think it's a really, really good call out because you're absolutely right. I think that a big part of it too is, hey, what, who is the most guaranteed vote for me? Sifu or Bruce? It's obviously Bruce. So really good call out there, Ali. Mm. Really good call out there. Now, um, I, to make matters more difficult, I think that they are navigating around idols, which is tough. They yes. know that Bruce has an idol. And Bruce is threatened in this episode to use it. Because Bruce gets spooked. Bruce gets paranoid. He goes, hey, I, I, I might lose my idol. I might, I might use my idol, whatever. And Kelly is obviously trying to talk him down because he literally does not need to use it right now. But there's also the potential of Sifu having an idol. And people are asking, hey, do you think Sifu has an idol? Drew goes, possibly. We don't know, but possibly. And so I think that when you are certain that one person has one, you are convinced that another person might. And these are literally the two people on the chopping block. Chopping block. Yeah. That's scary, dude. Like, yeah. that's literally terrifying. Um, I, I, I don't even know how I would sort of be able to navigate that, but that'd be really, really, really tough. Really, really tough. Yeah. But speaking of navigating, let's navigate ourselves to um, a little ad here um, and uh, uh, take a little break. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? I'm Todd Herzog, the winner of Survivor China, and I want to welcome you to Todd's Pop Shop. Here, me and my husband, Jess, we custom make Funko Pops. We'll make literally anybody or anything you could imagine. But being that we're here listening to the Survivor Now podcast, I'm assuming you're all Survivor fans. So take a look at these, some custom Funkos of your favorite Survivor winners, Sandra and Yule. Or how about Big Brother fans? Suri Goddess herself playing the game of Big Brother. You can also get her in Survivor form. Or maybe yourself with your favorite buff and a torch playing the game. But even better, get yourself with your favorite player like Nora here with Ozzy. And since you're listening to the Survivor Now podcast, if you mention this ad, you will get $10 off your first order and free shipping. All season long, Survivor 45 should be a good one. Mention this ad, $10 off and free shipping. I'll be watching too, still a diehard fan to this day. Hit me up on Instagram, Todd's Pop Shop, or Todd's Pop Shop at gmail.com, or on Facebook, and I will see you soon. Hi, Todd. See you soon, Todd. I will uh, see you soon too, my friend. Uh, we are back. Thank you for that. Um, now, let's move, let's move forward. We are still getting some tribe dynamics before tribal. Let's go back to our other tribe where D is reigning supreme and she is in the water talking with Austin. She has the queen crown on. She looks good in it. However, her and Austin are not seeing eye to eye. Austin is essentially in the water with her trying to convince her, hey, it might be a good thing to keep Caleb in. He's a big threat. He'll be a shield for us. D is having none of it. Thoughts? Well, this is the thing. I saw that, and then I think Austin did a very good kind of adapt 
jump to be like, okay, it's very clear. I'm not going to convince them. So if I can't get them to go, if I can't get them to keep Caleb, I will just give them reasons too. Because I feel like he did, I could see him using a lot of social paranoia because you saw him bringing up the fact that Caleb was the one to bring up those, those, the um, Reba free, the Reba women. Um, and I also feel like you could see that D was like, no matter what you say, I am, <laughs> I want this. And actually, I know, I, I actually think, again, thinking back, we, we said it, Julie had a right to say it, D has a right to say it. And I feel like Austin kind of clocked on that D and Julie are going to feel more comfortable with Caleb gone because he has openly mentioned them. So I think he knew that if he pushed too much, they would have been like, why are you trying to save this person that does not have our best interests? And it would have really gone back on Austin because Austin's done a very good job at minimizing his threat level right now. Because I think we didn't mention this at the start of the episode, but lest we forget, he didn't vote last tribal. No one's noticed, not even Drew. Everyone just keeps saying 12 votes, 12 votes, 12 votes, when there was only 11. Um, so I think he was really smart to kind of switch things up and just go with the flow on this one. Also, we haven't mentioned that the, the tribe have a new name. They actually have a merged name. Oh my gosh! I I think I didn't want to mention it because I have no clue how to say it. Do you want to? Gonna, shall I try? Shall I try? Dakuwaka. Dakuwaka. That's the, that's what I'm going with. How do you think they got to that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'll I'll do some investigating this week, and then maybe next Sunday I'll find out. Look, it beats uh, it beats the Dirty Thirty Merge Tribe, Murica. <laughs> Murica. I will never forget season 30's Merge Tribe being Murica and me looking at the screen being like, Lord Jesus, we are wild out here. I'm not even American and I was the same. I was like, eh. Oh, wow, what a choice. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, Austin pitching D on keeping Caleb was, was interesting. D is mm. not about that plan at all. And Austin does a good job of sort of being like, okay, I, I can I can tell you're not about it. Whatever. I have all these things in my pocket. I'm not worried about this. I'm not gonna fight yeah. this one. I'm not gonna die on this hill. Smart. Um, we then hear D. Once again, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say with her it power clouded D throws out her first hard misread of the game. She's had a few small ones, but I think this was her first hard misread. Mm -hmm. She sees Jake coming into the water. She goes, this should be easy. I feel like Jake is an easy person to, to persuade. What do, you, what do you think about this? Well, this is the thing. I think, I think the reason it was such a hard misread is because she, pres she presumed since everyone voted for Caleb, there's no reason why not to just throw out the name. But... I think she was very smart. I think because I think it was her and Julie that either said during this segment or next one that the person we, we've seen at time when Kelly played her idol and negated all the votes, she wasn't a target the next time. People wanted to work with her. So they were sat there going, it should be an easy vote. We've all voted for him. Why is why do we have to keep him again? There was a reason we all voted for him. Um, 
So I think she that's what she was going off of. But yeah, it was a really big misread, but I can understand why it would be. Yes, absolutely. But I tell you what, Jake uh, was clearly not too happy about this misread because he could tell that they felt that and they were mm -hmm. talking to him, not with him, at him. Yes. And uh, that really pissed Jake off. Mm -hmm. And he decided to go back and say, hey, let's get to, let's let's go to Caleb, let him know what's going on, get Katora, and let's try to be a three and push to rocks. What a wild, I mean, I, I, I thought this, I thought this was a wild strategy. However, good on Jake for being like, hey, I think that Austin will get spooked and will flip. If we can get Katora, we can push to rocks, and I think that we can win this, this war. And yep. their way of doing it, however, oh Lord. Let's tell Katora about the Bruce Idol. This went pretty poorly. It looked like it was going to go well until it didn't. Caleb shares the Idol info with Katora. She takes it. Well, actually, let's start off here. I'm sorry. I'm skipping over something huge. And, I was and, waiting and, for it. <laughs> and look, and I, and I uh, you know, Chris threw it out earlier. I was waiting on this. Oh, man, the editing later on. We are now here, Chris. We can talk about it, buddy. The first flash forward yeah. in, like, in Survivor history, what the hell was this? Did we like it? Did we hate it? Ollie, please. I still don't know how I feel about it. Mm, yeah. No. I'll tell you what. It was weird. It was just weird. You go. It, it, it jarred me. I mm. was very jarred by this. I was almost confused i was like i thought something i no look every now and again when i when i watch survivor i like to have a couple drinks i was like am i drunk what the hell is going on right now how are we at tribal i was like literally confused yeah. i was literally confused and it took me a second to be like wait is this a flash forward but yeah at first i was like okay what's going on then i was like oh this is this is like a callback to the last tribal and I was like, wait, wait, what? This is the future track? I was so thrown off. Yeah. I don't know if I loved it. I won't immediately say that I hated it. I think it's too early to say that. This is my first time seeing it. I think I was just confused more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna volley back to you to see if, if you've if you've garnered any <laughs> what's what do you think? Okay. Well, thinking about it, because I for anyone that doesn't know, Survivor UK is on. Um, so go watch Survivor UK. Um, but I, I've been very vocal on the fact that the editing right at the start of the season, they did show Tribal Council and they showed votes. And I was very much like, I didn't need to see that at the start of the, like at the start of the season. I'm sorry, um, you're saying they did this on UK? Yes, they did this on the UK where they literally at the start. So before we even got to the first challenge of the game. Um, whereas this, I can understand it because it's foreshadowing what's to come in this particular episode. And nothing is actually spoiled. We just know who the targets are, which seem to be, we were already established. It was going to be between Caleb and Julie. Those were the two that were going. Um, but it's still weird because you're like, I don't want to know that. Like, because for all we know, there could be a twist and a third name could come out. And I feel Can like... I mm -hmm. Yes. Lindsay. Lindsay from uh, two seasons back, that's a perfect example. The name was falling between two. Lindsay got so weird and paranoid 
And it was like, okay, I guess we're just, let's, let's just shift to Lindsay last second. And that was like a complete late game call. You're right. That's what like upset me. I was like, okay, well now I know that there's no way that people are going to be like, oh wait, Jake is doing too, doing too much. Let's just get Jake. There was no way that was going to happen because they already told yeah. us, okay, we locked in. It's between these two. So I did not love that aspect. That is yeah. what threw me off too. So I'm happy you brought that up. That is what threw me off as well. Yeah, I think if they were able to hide the votes and just just look at people writing from there, it could have been fine because, again, we wouldn't know what to expect. Um, so, yeah, it was, just, it was just a weird one. But I, I definitely want to get on to the, the Caleb and Jake telling Katora because I feel like that was such a pivotal part of this episode that we saw yes. happen. And I, yes, and I think that this was like one of those sort of like forks in the road where things could have gone very well, could have gone very poorly. And it seemed like it was going well. Caleb tells Katora about the idol. She takes it well. Oh my God, I didn't know this. Whatever. Doesn't give too many details. She's not thinking about it too hard. Jake then tells her, and it starts to shift because she's starting to think about it a little more. She goes, wait a second. Didn't you make a real big theatrical show about you losing your rings? Was that a lie? Wait a second. During that moment, everyone was around. So does every was everyone in on this but me? Am I the am I Bobo the clown right now? No one likes to be Bobo the clown. She did not like that. What were your thoughts here? So I I, I don't want to spoil for who went, but I feel like this was a move that her the person that left it 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 was their downfall, and it wasn't even when they it wasn't even when they said it. Because what Katora was able to do was put the pieces together and go, oh, okay, so I was the only one that didn't know that Bruce had this idol. I was, when you were all trying to do this, you were trying to ensure that I didn't see what was going on. So, so now you've basically made Katora aware that when it came to that five, she was always going to be the one to go. So she's now sat there. I'd be the same. I'd be like, why do I want to go with these people mm. who clearly I was always at the bottom of? So I was always going to be the one. I was always going to be number five. So I could, but if I want to now, I have this chance to maybe grow some allies here and be like, hey, I'm willing to work out. I'm I'm willing to blur the lines because we're going to have to eventually let me start now. Um, so I, def I, I think they basically gave Katora the go ahead to open up her game. Yeah. Uh, people don't like to be embarrassed. On a, small, on a small scale, pride works wonders. Embarrassing someone in a group of five people watching, oh my God, they, they feel the need to, to lash back, to say something about it, to, 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 to rebuttal because they, they can't stand there and just be embarrassed like that. To sit there and be like, oh my God, this is going to be national television for millions of people to watch. You try to embarrass me. I am turning the other way. Yep. You know, we, I, I can be with you, a group of people who, who tried to deceive me, who tried to put the wool over my eyes, tried to embarrass me, or I can go the other way with the women who, look, we might not be aligned yet, but they have not done anything wrong to me yet. So, yeah, man, I think that this was, like, not, not the best look here. Um, jumping back to the other tribe, we hear from Sifu. He is worried about being on the chopping block. Um, it's tough. I wish we got more from Seafood through the whole season because yes. it's 
honestly a little hard to like to when he's talking about he's like oh i'm clearly like the biggest threat whatever and i'm like ah is that it though you know yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and it's tough but at the same time i i do i do really empathize with him here he he, he cares and he loves the game he says everyone wants to make at least jury. That is a huge landmark for people. I can understand that, even from the from the other side. Um, yeah, and I feel bad for him. You know. Yeah. Well, this is the thing with that this particular tribe, as we said, they know that whoever goes isn't making jury. So it is that added pressure, that added pressure throughout just the discussions, the tribal everything. Um, and I appreciate seafood fighting because you yes. want to ensure that you're safe. I feel like the events after that is where we see other people kind of are scrambling and we see more of what the editors are showing, which would be that, you know, Kendra is a character and Kendra is very overly paranoid and that um, Bruce is arrogant. Um, so that's what we really see. Um, he's not arrogant. I love him to pieces. It, But I, I think you know the scene that I'm talking about. You know the scene yeah. that I'm, I'm aware of. Yes. Yes. Do we well, want to talk about that? <laughs> um, we can. We can. Uh, Kelly has a... Uh, so first of all, um, uh, why, why, why don't you lead us in on that one? Well, this we see that, you know, we see Kelly and Bruce. They're having a conversation and Bruce is very much now sceptical of Kendra. And it's... Again, you see Kelly trying to give the things, trying to give the things, and Bruce is there going, but no, but no, but no. And it's, again, it's the callback to let's have a genuine conversation with Bruce, and Bruce is sat there, and I feel like this is where we really saw a negative side of Bruce because it was kind of he was sat there, and he seemed a bit smug. I don't know if that was your thoughts on it, but it, it to me, if if that's how he really was in that conversation... I don't get how people would have like had that conversation with him and not just been like, Do you know what? I'm done. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, it's tough. I think that it's so look, I'll say this. I, I agree with you. If I'm on the Island, and I'm having a conversation because that would be the most frustrating thing in the world. Where I'm like, dude, we are yeah. trying to freaking help you, dude. We are like with you. You're not hearing me here. However, you do have to sort of, you know, contextualize your thoughts a little bit through Bruce's perspective. Mm. Bruce, from day one in Merge, he goes, Bellow's not talking to me. I'm not getting along with Kendra. I feel on the outs. And all of a sudden, Kendra is like, I'm going to vote for you. We're Bellow strong, whatever. He's spooked. And so he yeah. is throwing out threats. And I know it looks bad for him to be like, mm. oh, I'm just going to use my idol. I'm going to use it. And Kelly's sitting there being like, why, dude? Like, what are, what are you doing, man? Like, he's like, well, I'm just going to use my idol, so it doesn't really matter, whatever. It looks bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It looks terrible. But to give him a little bit of silver lining here, he – I understand why he was so paranoid. Mm. Yeah. There, he has reason to be, for with all due respect. He does. Yeah. Like, these people have not been with him and showing alignment through this whole entire game. It's been sort of in and out, mostly out, really. Uh, I I – I get it. I get it. I, yeah. um, I know, think I can, I can get that. I think uh, to not to counteract it, but to also kind of give a little silver line for the other side. Sure. I do feel like 
Bruce should be lucky that he had Kelly on that side. Oh, absolutely. Because Kelly was the one that was like he he was ready to jump on so many things. She was the one that calmed him down. She was the one that took him away. So I, I do actually understand what you mean, though, from Bruce's side. It does make sense. I just think, to me, I now think if Kelly wasn't there, I feel like it would have been so much more bigger. He would yeah. spiral. He would spiral. Yeah. It would be a spiral like a toilet being flushed. It would be bad and it would be gross and it would not look good. Now, um, you know, we're, we're hitting our hour mark here. So just a couple last few things before Tribal. Uh, Kendra is properly swayed. She starts spreading the new plan. Hey, it's Sifu, it's Sifu. Mm. We see Drew push back. Drew does not want to lose Ariba. He says, look, I, I really think that it should be Bruce. We get to Tribal. I'm sorry, we get to our two tribals. Don't need to flesh this out too That's much. Fun. Yes, for the first one, um, you know, uh, fighting to hopefully be on the jury because whoever gets voted off here is not. Once again, uh, what were some big sort of uh, sort of uh, moments for you there? For me, the biggest thing, and I hate to say it, but the biggest thing was when Sifu was like, I know everyone thinks I'm a threat. And for some reason, I was like, eh, eh. I, I feel like you can kind of go now. But yeah. um, what, what were some of the big things for you? I really, so for the first tribal, I really appreciated Sifu's fight. I think he was fighting hard and I think he, he saw where the writing was and he wanted to try and change it however he could. Um, again, I feel like you, you, I was very much watching the expressions, the reactions to people. Um, we did see some eye rolls. We saw some kind of thoughts, like we could see people kind of thinking back and forth. It was, I really enjoyed the suspense because mm -hmm. I, there were so many points I was like, is Bruce going to play as Idol? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was parts I was like, I feel, think Bruce is going to play as Idol. And it looked to me, I was like, oh my God, they're going to vote for Bruce. So to obviously see what how it played out, it, I did enjoy that suspense because that's what I like in, a, in like Survivor. Um, I will say with the voting, I did feel really bad when they spelt Sifu as C. S E A F O U. I was sat there and I was like, oh. Poor man. But again, that's it's one of the funny things when you don't know how to spell someone's name. We see it all the time. But that was one of my other things. It was that bit. But I yeah. was sad to see Sifu go. And I feel I think I felt bad knowing that he wasn't making jury. He'd got all that way. He'd he'd made he'd made it past mergatory and he wasn't able to make it past the demerge. And that was the sad part. But yeah, I, I I I agree. I agree. It is sad. It's a guy who wanted to be there. He cared about the game. He understood it enough to be like, "Hey, dude, like, jury is a big deal. I want to be on the jury." You know, I uh, mm. it's sad that he didn't get that chance. Um, yeah. Pushing on to our next tribal, I do think was a little bit more of the interesting of the two. Mm. Uh, will 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 this huge character and like winner potential in Caleb make it through or not? He ultimately does not. No. Um, any big highlights here? Um, I feel like we really saw throughout the tribal that, you know, Katora really had the power. And for me, that was refreshing to see because we haven't really seen Katora yet in this power position where she can control the vote. She can tie it or she can flip on people that she's trusted. And it is a it was a big move to go for Caleb, who really was on her corner. And I think actually when I looked back. And I thought about it. It made sense. It really did make sense for Katora to flip. 
I will say when I was listening to the answers, one thing I am, because I've seen this right now on UK Survivor and it's something that I very much am just like, why? There was a lot of misting with people's answers. Mm. And I say misting in the sense of, they literally, in the sense of, there's misting where it's, they're trying to give you something, but actually you're not getting anything, but they're doing a good job at looking like they are. And then there are people that are literally just misting and it's them just literally spraying, but really not doing anything. Like it's clear they're basically misting and going, I'm not telling you anything, but just here's the mist. Um, yeah. So that's what was really, like. I, I wanted them to kind of at least give something, whereas it was literally like, I'm, I'm not giving you anything. And then literally tried <laughs> to act like they weren't, it was just that. It's like, no. And I'm like, well, just something. I, I'll say this about this tribal, because this is sort of my big takeaway. Mm. And what I wish Katora did, to be completely honest. Mm. I wish that she waited to flip until after. I, I wish she waited to flip on a reverb. Mm. I wish she stuck with Jake and Caleb, saw that, hey, the, the, the plan that, was, that I was told is a plan that we are going for. Can we flip Austin? Even if they did a live tribal, Austin and, and Katora hop to the back and go, hey, look, this is on us. Which way do we want to go? Yeah. I think I do not think that the other side would have been that upset with her if she started her vote with the bellow and then flipped on the revote. I think they would have been just as happy. But if they did get the chance to flip Austin, whole new game, they are in really good standings. So yeah. it's, it, it's tough, obviously. Like, you know, I do ultimately think that she made a very good decision and, mm. you know, to sort of, uh, you know, dovetail into – our next episode, we will. It looks like you will see that very, very, very shortly because there yes. are talks of a woman's alliance. Do we think it's going to happen? We all love it. <laughs> that, that's just all, it's all. It's always the question. Do we think it's going to last? Do we think it's going to happen? I want it to. I am. I am a big rooter of a women's alliance. I love to see it. I always want to see it succeed. Um, so I'm hoping so. Um, but just before we end, before we go, we just go back to that tribal, because I just want to talk about the look that Caleb gave Katora when that final vote was read. And we saw him just staring out Katora. And I was kind of sat there and I was like, like, I, I know, I understand why Caleb did. But also I'm like, I think, I think hopefully looking back, Caleb understands that like this was the move she had to make. But well, I was just sat there and I was like, it was good TV. Sorry, yeah, well, it's interesting. In my eyes, I don't even think it was like a death stare. We've seen death stares before. We've seen that. I don't think that was a death stare. I think that was a man. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, he takes one last look at his folks. And he, I think he was looking at Katora. He was looking at Jake. He was like, man, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, yeah. And I think he one, one of the slower exits we've ever seen mm. without like anger and vitriol yeah like piss you know mm. it is literally just caleb being like man i had a good run and i really i i thought i could squeak through again and i couldn't and i think yeah. he's taking this look longingly almost wow yeah you really i think really with me. yeah i think there was also a slight shock that it was katora because i feel like in terms of not friendships but I feel like he had had a really good relationship with Katora and on the same way same wavelength as Emily. So I feel like that's where he was looking at it like 
oh my god i looked out for you like and it was almost that shock of like not backstab but like shock and damn okay mm-hmm. but i mean we have to give caleb his flowers because oh he's main character yes he is he is i think that he is surefire to come back uh he reminds me of in a way obviously very different in sort of, in sort of personality but reminds me of Shan. the truth is like shan shan like she she did obviously make it further than than caleb but like Sam was not like a final five player, final four. Actually, I think maybe she was final five. But um, all this to say, like she didn't, she didn't go all the way to finale. There we go. Yes, eight. She didn't go all the way to finale, but she was just such a huge presence. It's like she has to come back, right? Yeah. And I look at Caleb and I go, dude, you 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 made it to eleven, and let me tell you, you will be back. Like. If Survivor knows anything about – if they know what the hell they're doing in casting, and I don't know, maybe they don't considering uh, the start of the season. But uh, if they've learned anything, Caleb is someone that needs to be brought back, man. He's yeah. fantastic. He's fan-fantastic. Um, now, last thing here, and we, we duck out, you know, going on uh, an, hour, an hour 10. But I do I, – I would be remiss not to, to mention Jake looking over – and going to Julie and saying, Julie, I voted for you. Keeping it above at the tribal before they even leave. Julie, I voted for you. You know, we'll talk when we get back to camp. I think it's interesting. And I'll say this about Julie. Julie is a bulldog, dude. Julie, I don't think she's going to take very nicely to getting that one vote. Even though it was, it was you know, for the remaining people, the one vote was, was from Jake. Caleb's gone. It's just Jake that voted for her. I do not think she's going to take Kyle into that at all. Nope. And I'm excited nope. to see how it plays out. Ali, thank you so much. This was so fun. Matthew, we'll see you next week, buddy. All right? See y'all later. Thank you so much.